Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Nintendo! <laughs> Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chef, 
out for the week of December 17th, 2015. I am your host, Jose Otero, and this is the last episode of the year. How about that? Uh, joining me once again so is... Sad. We did it. Per Schne- we did it again. Per Schneider and Brian Altano. Yeah. Okay, wow, that's it? That's uh, what Yeah, you we're, get, we're, we're getting right to the news. It's the end of the year. I'm, I'm just falling asleep. <laughs> you get Are one rap at the end of the year. sleep for a week and then come back to work. Yo, I'll okay. give you three at the start <laughs> yeah. okay. of next year. Well, uh, it, to close out the year, Nintendo had a, a couple of announcements for uh, some cool things. I guess let's go a little out of order here and start with talking about the Super Mario Maker update, which was Yay. revealed this morning, right before the show. Uh, so we'll have P-Switch enabled doors. Bumpers, apparently, a fire Koopa, Koopa <laughs> clown car. Um, and I think this is really cool. Like, just the idea of adding these items, more items to Mario Maker, which at the end of the day, we talked about on the show, needs to be a platform right. of ideas. Yeah, right. and the switch door is really cool. So, what it does is, you know, when you hit a P switch, a portal will appear, a door that is otherwise hidden. So that actually creates more of a of a conditional puzzle setup for yep. Mario Maker, which is something like people create workarounds, like hide certain uh, use uh, like the the coin blocks or the the coins to um, to shut off the path until yep. you use the P switch. But this actually creates a door, which is really really cool. Yeah, if you think back to uh, where this originated, which was Super Mario Brothers three, uh, it it was that was some of the trickiest levels in that game. Yeah, uh, where in the ghost house areas and now you can make those I think what's really interesting too is that they're starting to put in things that really had no place in Mario like yeah. new things which is so interesting because the they, bumper yeah that that weird uh, hula, donut hula, donut that, yeah, yeah. that's a good way to call it because uh, I feel like the 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 rule set that created for this game from the jump was you know let's make something that works across all three games and yeah. if it doesn't let's find a solution for it like you know this there was an 8-bit ghost, ghost house on the NES version of Super Mario Brothers 1 but yeah. they figured out a way to make one of those but now they're just kind of like well it's out there we did all that by the rule stuff here's a donut yeah <laughs> you know I think it's great it's, yeah. it, it really opens up that uh, we're gonna we might start seeing new power ups in this game that we've never seen so, before so we actually have a quote from Mr. Oshino we got this from Nintendo this morning um, and apparently this new bumper item he says we added this item to further expand the jump mechanics of the game we hope the players will create thrilling maybe even half biting uh, courses filled with jumps having said that enough players are free to find their own uses for it it may be a simple item but it holds an infinite number of possibilities and we're hoping players will find uses for it that we never imagined it's a really cool switch I mean I feel like the P-Switch doors, though, there is an outline. Yeah. And I feel like, so he actually addresses that, where he says, we struggle with the decision right up until the end. For people making the course, not having the outline would be best. Mm. However, on the other hand, for people playing, if there's no <laughs> outline, they may not realize that they have to search for a door and won't have any hints in terms of where to look. I found that interesting just because I don't think Mario games ever really... I mean, I mean, we're never really given the clue. We kind of figure okay. it out. And do you know why? I thought yeah. that was weird. Because yeah. they were... Designed intuitively. Exactly. They yeah. were great That's level exactly designers. It. Yeah. But, so, and not to say that the users uh, created stuff isn't going to be, mm-hmm. but a lot of it isn't going to be. A lot yeah. will be annoying, and that's I was going to bring that up. You have to use the hidden doors for good and not for evil, yeah. right? Like if there if there's just like this, if it becomes frustrating to find the exit, it's an issue. This the outline actually alleviates that. The puzzle is in- instantly clear. Yeah. You're like. Oh, okay, there's a door. I don't need to try and jump over this gap, which could lead to death in badly right. designed levels. You know you need the door. Ergo, I need the switch. So now yeah. you start the search for a switch, so you're looking in, in, in blocks and everything. And, I, that, I, and that yeah, becomes yeah. a puzzle, I get right? why that makes yeah. sense. No, yeah. I, I, I agree, too. Um, especially after reading his answer and then talking to you guys, I do feel like, okay, well, this... 
this is obviously why you did it, and mm-hmm. yep. therefore let's you know. I I'm just really happy with how this thing continues to grow. And if anything, is Splatoon and Smash are examples. And I'm not saying this will be the case with Mario Maker, but both and even Mario Kart to a degree, to a lesser extent, but this still panned out. Were supported for roughly six months to a year. Yeah, yeah. Splatoon is still getting content, although that's about to end. That game came out in May. Yeah, um, I think grand total will be a year and a half from start to finish for, yeah. for Smash. Smash got a full that. year. Yeah. Mario Kart, uh, it was spread out over a year. It was two yeah. content packs. It seems like it took a while to make. Um, but yeah, Nintendo's just hitting their stride with like just supporting these games and keep, keeping people talking about this game. It seems like the strategy is we don't have a ton of games, so let's just have people talk about this for a while. Mm-hmm. You know what's really interesting? So I went into, um, I booted up Mario Maker last weekend. Mm-hmm. I started, I went in, I got notifications that there are all these new courses that Nintendo made and, you know, that, that, that are there to, to play. I didn't get a lot of activity on the levels I had already created. It seems like once your levels get little old you know unless you keep on creating huh. they may not be discovered or as unless much you anymore, have as right? mu- unless you have a lot of followers who will then like right. jump on and play mm-hmm. those levels you're right yeah, yeah but it's it's yeah and and it's obviously hard to build up followers and announce a new level and all that within the platform mm-hmm. and overwhelmingly the music levels and the automatic levels are com- are completely filling up the yeah. charts now, yeah. right? Yeah. Say, which is a which yeah. is an issue, but it's it's part of the audience being very young, really loving that kind of yeah. content, right? So, yeah. but I'm not going to change my strategy and make levels like that just sure. to cater to that, no. you know, but, just but, to, to curry the favor. But, but, enough of those. but definitely, this web interface is going to help alleviate that, yeah. like just having a way to bookmark levels and pass things on. Yeah, so that helps, but. What struck me was so I went in there and I've, I have like four unfinished le- finished levels where mm-hmm. I was playing around with uh, with concepts and then I'm like, hey, am I gonna build a level now? And then I'm like, I got all these other games on other platforms to play. Mm-hmm. And then I I added up shutting it down and going going away. Now though, when the when the new items are added, not only is there a reason to boot up the game and see what they feel like you will get an idea on how to use them. And I, I feel like that inspiration is really needed with a game mm-hmm. like that, where every couple of months or so, you go back and you have a reason to play it. Yeah. And I really love that. And even if an update is just one item, that is enough for me to get me back into creating levels well, and trying and, it out. And that seems to be the strategy. Like, keep people yeah. talking, keep adding things. Like, I mean, with Splatoon, that was one of the reasons any, no one could stop talking about that game. Yep, right. Um, it just turned into, oh, man, a new map. There's two new maps in Splatoon exactly. coming. Like, th- this just I mean, happened. I, I did not expect that. That's a really nice surprise. I thought surprise. they were done. I saw a, 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 a vine the other day that was basically someone had uh, created a Mario Maker level where you had you were forced into getting this power up that was a a little like you know the the girder character yep. yeah, that yeah. bouncy girder guy mm. uh, and he goes into a pipe and oh. the entire level is made of these bouncy girders and yeah. you can't tell where his character is because he's the same as every other element and I'm like. This is now months after this game was out, and it's still fascinating that people are finding cool little tricks. Yeah, like this. I retweeted that. That was from Game Center CX had a marathon where yeah. he played that game for two hours, and so he he goes into a pipe, and yeah, he just gets lost in all the yeah, it's, and it's, and it's like fascinating what, all the uh, catapults, and it's just like what happened. And what I like about these new items is that if you read the descriptions, each one of them is is vastly different from the other, right? The, mm-hmm. One of them is sort of assisting platforming, one is assisting puzzles, and the clown car has like a charge shot, turns which it means, into a shooter. It's yeah, a shooter. Yeah. They're like, here, make a shmup. Like that's. Yeah really cool yeah. you know like yeah. I love stuff like that yeah. so You're hopefully 
I am a shmup. Hopefully that uh, wanes people off of the sort of automatic music levels a little bit and gets people digging around into some other ideas. I Not think going to happen. Like, you don't think so? No, no. It's just it's like it's like YouTube, right? Like once the audience on YouTube found a format of game video that they liked, it becomes the predominant Everybody form of right. entertainment, yeah. especially for younger players. And I think Mario Maker has become that. Little Big Planet, by the way, was, hey, look at how many franchises you can replicate with yeah. this game. That's yeah. what the, the MacGuffin became for Little yeah. Big yeah. Planet. Yeah. For Mario Maker, it's absolutely music and automatic levels. No, yeah. and if anything, uh, the last note on this is just that even the music levels have evolved, where initially it was just, okay, here is the occasional piece yeah. of art for like Seinfeld or uh-huh. Pokemon or whatever. Now it's like this elaborate tapestry of just really, really well done art. Um, the and minute you click ones. on a music level, like you see this beautiful mural yeah. mm-hmm. that you're just like, wow, that's impressive. And those weren't there when this game launched. So yeah. it's really cool still to see people taking it that far. Mm-hmm. And some I of th- the some of the better music levels actually now have a little bit of a challenge where you're running at the top of the screen while the music plays at the bottom or vice versa. Right. But you actually have to avoid enemies. It's yeah. not just and hold so right. So you can't just run right on a on a conveyor yeah. belt and make the music yeah. play. So <laughs> there's definitely, I, I don't want to put them down there. Like some of them are really, really creative and cool. It's just that... The, they crowd out everything else. Yeah. yeah. And so that's, yeah. you know, the game's got to evolve a little bit. So yeah. speaking of a crowd, Smash Brothers is getting a crowd of new content uh, up until February. Yeah. They just had a Smash Brothers Direct. Uh, the while final I was in Japan. The Direct. final. Yeah, I was on a plane when this all happened. I um, heard, but, uh, uh, you know, what I heard is that the final Direct, I asked Nintendo whether it was final as in Final Fantasy or or really the <laughs> final. No, it's funny you say that because I feel like after watching it, and I, I don't get me wrong, I'm excited for, so we have another Fire Emblem character coming in in the form of Corin, who is the protagonist yep. for Fire Emblem Fates, yep. a game that is not out yet here, but that is out in Japan. Um, and by the way, uh, Masahiro Sakurai, the creator of Smash, has a huge love of Fire Emblem right now. No, it was a Fire no, Emblem no 25th way. anniversary. How could you um, tell? Event. No, there was. A, the, check this out. There was a music event. He was the host. He has been talking about it like nonstop. I almost feel like he just wants to. Like he should just make a Fire Emblem because he's turning Smash into it, and some yeah. people don't like that. Well, there, there's um, there've been some feedback that, and and I actually agree with that. I I think when Nintendo let you vote on what characters to add, like Fire Emblem was not high on the list because the the franchise is so well represented. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, if and anything, then and then the addition of a, it, at least in the U.S., the addition of a character from a game that's not out yet feels like marketing. It's mm-hmm. always been right? marketing, though. Look at the look at what's happening in uh in in terms of um. Super Mario Maker and these costume characters, they're always related to games that just came out. With Triforce Heroes, yeah. they did it. With uh, with Mario & Luigi RPG, it came out in Japan. There's a costume the for that. The BMW. The BMW, because they want you to <laughs> get a GLA. not BMW. <laughs> All right, so let's... God. <laughs> nice, good job. Um, but we'll, we'll move forward. I think Nintendo is adopting this technique where they are trying to market future titles through DLC. I, yeah. I am, we are seeing that more and more. The other characters being Bayonetta was the... Uh, voted in character according to the Smash which Power. is really awesome that's great uh, yeah and came with the asterisk of uh, of the characters that were possibly like like the uh, what, what was the wording it was something like of, po- of characters that were a possibility or actually able to be realized yes. this is one of it was, the of, was the, the, of the people that returned our calls <laughs> basically it was the That's sorry Chewbacca is not a realistic choice answer right? yeah because like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean basically. I, like, I would, and, and it, it kind of sucks that we'll never see that top five or that top yeah, ten I would love to see that like, I, I kind of wish there was one footnote at the very end that was kind of like by the way and I, I thought the uh, the ending of the direct was was beautiful like it actually it almost made me like it gave me goosebumps to think about like we're, we're here we finished this game is yeah. dumb it's been growing and uh, he's, it's fully realized. I think 
for some miraculous reason, he still looks 15 years old. That man does not age. I don't know how. Uh, but no, I'd love to see him work on something new. But I, yeah, I, I, I am a little bummed that we didn't get to see the full list, especially because we saw uh, – Tweets from people at Microsoft being like, oh, you know, we'd love to put Banjo-Kazooie in there and stuff <laughs> no, like that. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is a shame. But I think that uh, for them, the safety net of not showing that list is not getting uh, a Maybe lot of should. anger. But it's You should weird. run a poll in the in the future. Just have a write-in poll. Let people vote on IGN. Then we tell people which ones oh, would have won. Man, don't yeah. do that. You, you, you totally should see some of the emails we get with suggestions for characters. So I, no. I, got, I got a little upset that there was one more... Uh, Fire Emblem character. I'm like, oh, really? Do we need like a seventh sword fighter in this game? Sixth Sixth Fire Emblem character. Uh, (laughs) But, I mean, it was was sandwiched between Cloud and Bayonetta, which is like, and the fact that this game has what, like 58, 59 characters But that said, I would have swapped Bayonetta's announcement with Cloud. I would have ended the last direct with Bayonetta as the Vodan character. And maybe the footage wasn't ready in time. But Cloud, to me, was this thing that like broke the internet. And it did feel in some way that this last... This final update for Smash Brothers was a bit unceremonious because I'm excited for that character being there. I think the attention to detail is fantastic. I mean, have you guys played with uh, as Cloud yet? Cloud yet. is Cloud is amazing. Like yeah. I love how they worked in the limit break idea. Like yeah. if there's one thing about the team that is involved in making these decisions is that they are so smart at figuring out a way to make a mechanic from that character's universe work in Smash Brothers. And it, it it's interesting to me that Smash Brothers almost has no. It feels like anything is possible. Yeah. Like you could almost do anything with a, with a Smash character um, yeah. and in a Smash game. But yeah, it 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 really. I would have preferred to end this on Cloud and just everyone. Ah, you're yeah, you're, to- you're totally yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We we don't know what the circumstances were and whether we you know. Some Bayonetta just wasn't ready, but I'm sure. I, I mean, in the, in the end, what a freaking amazing lineup of fighters for yeah. the game! Like, Tell and it, if it. at this point they're calling it a day and saying. You know what, Sakurai? Time to start on the next yep. Smash Brothers. I'm totally fine with that. Me too. I you cannot know? wait to see how they pull off that Bayonetta yeah. amiibo. There yep. are so many little details and moving Dude, parts. They've, like, al- they've already um, even cleaned her image up a little because if you look during the Wicked Weave transformation, she's got like half shorts on. Yeah. Whereas before it was like <laughs> their hair short, bikini, like weird whatever. And yeah, I was just like, oh, th- thanks for covering that up a little bit because you know kids play this game. Um, just saying, you such an odd, no, such an odd character in in like the Nintendo verse. You know? I know like, it's so about it. it's so funny that that character just kind of became aligned with with Nintendo yeah. first party stuff. The fact that like they were well, they funded uh, the sequel. Yeah. Yeah, and there were there were official costumes in the second game, but you know, based on Peach and, and oh, Samus. Yeah. The whole thing's very funny to me. <laughs> that thing. But it's, <laughs> that it's like hilarious. it's sort of like classic 2015 where we have to ca- cover up a character's legs, but she can shoot guns with her feet. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But no. I mean the cool thing is, mm. like when you look at this roster of characters and you're like, well, I guess we milked every Nintendo franchise ever, and it's just it's just not true. No, it's when not. you sit down <laughs> and you're like, well, Splatoon just brought us yeah. really cool new characters, right? Like yeah. that could easily make it into the full game and not just as costumes we're talking about like you know games like Xenoblade obviously but also like Box Boy like some of the smaller kind of like yep. indie-ish Nintendo games there's just a lot more stuff well, out there I, you I just use. I think it's fascinating we've had what how many Smash Brothers games now with no playable Waluigi like oh, yeah. that's that's thank a character. God for that. That's no, not. you you can't. Waha, no. Here instead, here's ten more Fire Emblem characters. <laughs> I'll take them. I'll just keep Waluigi. Out. But they, they did find a good way to sort of work around that with the. Um, I thought the QR code thing for the Splatoon characters with the uh, me the me fighter skins is a very smart way to sort of be like, well, these guys aren't in the game, but this is as close as we can get. It's also yeah. borderline think, trolling, to be honest. Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, the G, the Gino thing was like when they started playing uh-huh. that music, I got so hyped, and it was like. 
Ah, uh, it's a me character. But, but, but that's, it is kind of cool to see him but again. But that's why you have something to look forward to the next Smash Brothers. Like a Splatoon stage in Smash with that crazy music could be just so yeah. awesome with all the ink effects and everything. Well, and look at Cloud Stage and like how they worked in summons. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. like what? Yeah. Like really? And you see like uh, Neo, Bahamut Neo, Neo Bahamut, I forget the order for his name, but there's like a path of light that goes through all of Midgar and yeah. ends up on that platform and you're like, good lord. That that's that's amazing. Yeah, like that's man, great I'm, work. I'm guessing it's like four or five years tops before we see the next Smash Brothers. Well, and I don't even know if it's something that that he wants to do. You well, know? I hope he th- never wants to do it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I hope that we, I I agree with you that there'll be some time, but I do hope that uh, he does start prepping someone to kind of take the reins for it, and yeah. not not because you know he's not good at it because he's amazing at it. Um, even though he he does kind of dangle in front of people what they want, like people want a Ridley. Oh, Ridley's a right. stage hazard. Ridley's not a character. Um, and all these, you know, kind of uh, explanations for why he feels that he, he has a certain philosophy. But I do think that, you know, at some point, just like, you know, with Miyamoto, with Tezuka, with all of these guys who eventually just say, okay, we're done with direct- directing duties. We're going to be producer, right. which is a bit higher up and is still in charge of overview and oversight, but isn't as hands-on. Yeah. And I think he needs that. He so needs, needs to he do needs other a success. And I, I would hate it if it was four or five years t- till the next Smash because that means we'd have a new console without you know, one of the huge franchises represented well, earlier on. They'll probably Pear, where do you even go from here? Where do you go? No, I think you reset the roster. You go back to the staple characters that were in the earlier Smash Brothers, and then you add new characters. Like we just talked about, franchises yeah. that weren't represented. There, there are plenty more. Like even when you go into Zelda and think about who are the characters who've never been in Smash Brothers. Like from you know newly created Linkle to like Tingle to yep. like any any yeah. of the kind of quirkier. Even, uh, but all the characters introduced Midna Wolf, all that stuff. All the characters in- introduced to Smash now will go on and have gone on to become people's favorites. And if you start stripping those away, you start breaking hearts. It's why people but you still don't. won't shut up about Snake. But, but now you have a now you have a DLC strategy. Day, day one and yeah. you can actually with you know all the work that goes into balancing cloud now at launch and over the next couple of, of weeks and months you're going to start off with that with the next Smash Brothers mm-hmm. game you can say cloud will be available month two as a DLC character yeah but but I do and, and you uh, pay you pay square for the money you make off that DLC character. no for sure but I, but I, I do think that DLC I would be curious to see how successful the DLC on smash was in the end like how how well did it sell versus other DLC or versus even just being there first time because I'm just not convinced that some people stick around that long I do feel like mm-hmm. in a lot of people's minds a game is still a purchase uh-huh. I play it. I put it away. And of course, we're part of the hardcore or the people who just are so enthusiastic about these products. We keep up with every detail. We yep. buy every update, even if we're tired of the fucking Mii Fighter costumes. So- and I just cursed. <laughs> but I'm jet lagged. That's fine. <laughs> but um, my point, though, is that I, I, I do think that the average consumer isn't thinking that way. Mm-hmm. That's because the platform isn't there yet. If you switched on, and for, first of all, I think Nintendo should have a DLC strategy that includes free releases too, because that obviously works mm. to extend the lifetime of a game and also works in upselling it to, to paid DLC, right? Like yeah. look at Witcher and some of the other games that do that really well. But if the platform was smarter, if you booted up your Wii U and it's a bam, 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 and you get the here comes a new challenger yep. as a beautiful animation when you start up your game, 
you get excited. You don't want a spam email equivalent yeah. in your box and a little blue light blinking. I, li- I like my Wii, you, my gamepad turning into an advertising screen. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no, but just yeah. it, it cannot be like that. It needs to feel as organic and as awesome as when you get the character and unlock it yeah. in right. the game. But, but what and you're saying also has to be done in moderation because you don't want to do, bring Cloud joins the battle. Now for $9.99. Like yeah, that, cool. you, there, there's a fine line to walk on that. I mean, you sure. so you went to, for interest of honesty, you were in Japan a few days ago you mm. interviewed Kojima mm. about him leaving Konami and starting a new game studio where he's mm-hmm. going to start new ideas that have nothing to do with his old IPs like I would love to see that happen with Sakurai like if have you guys played Kirby's Air Ride yeah okay not a great game but if you look at the interface in that game right the, the menus and stuff they are totally Smash Brothers the unlockables yeah. the progression system yeah. and I think there's something to that keeping all of that stuff and then taking the core gameplay and swapping it from a fighting game yeah. to a racing game or a different type of action yeah. game. It had the well, same kind of reward Kid structure. Kid Icarus, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Did it so, and and I really love that. So I would love to see that sort of reward structure being applied to, say, a third-person action game or a, di- a different... Just a different thing entirely. Yeah, but uh, Sakurai, give him a break. You Sakurai know? projects though are very detailed, and I think that's just his 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 approach to working. Like it felt like Uprising took forever to come out. Yeah, and I'm sure part of it was just that perfectionist attitude of we have to get this right. This has to be this big right. package, and it's just interesting because as software gets gets bigger and bigger, and as games become higher and higher in budget, maybe that's not the smartest way to do it no. anymore. And that's I, I mean you brought up Kojima, right? Like t- think about Yamauchi and uh, like you know Gran Turismo and um, and Kojima and how long it takes for them to make a game because mm-hmm. they are perfectionists uh, about you know yeah. a lot of things sure like that perfectionism lost Sony the lead with the racing franchises yeah. Forza is the biggest racing yeah. franchise now yeah, that happened yeah. it, you know it, it changed because of this and you have to be careful that that doesn't happen with you know more Nintendo franchises mm-hmm. that's why I love though the concept like if Smash Brothers came out at like 40 bucks with 15 characters or whatever at launch and then every month you got a new character somewhere free somewhere pay I think then you're creating a platform and you're creating a manageable project rather mm-hmm. Than having to do everything up front. Well, okay. you saw their, um, they, they basically had to cut people off at the pass during the direct to be like, yeah. So when we sm- uh, shipped Smash Brothers, it was finished. Yeah. We swear, totally done. And then we did some new stuff afterwards because I think there's a lot of hesitance now. You know, yeah. like I'm really in a Star Wars oh. Battlefront right now, but a lot of people are like, oh, that game was shipped. Uh, incomplete, and yeah. they're going to add stuff later. Uh, I, I think the last thing on earth they want is to be accused of that that same sort of guilt. But it's not yeah, finished. Some yeah, of, yeah, but some of that comes from entitlement, but also some of that comes from just wanting the most value for for what you you're you're buying. And sure. I, I hear both sides of that. Um, but I will say that yeah, and they're very careful about it. Like it, of all the companies I've seen approach DLC, except in the case of Fire Emblem Fates. Uh, where you know we know very much upfront that there is DLC, you know, immediately. You're buying right. the other campaign, or you're buying the third campaign ahead of time. There's very few instances of that. But yeah, I guess I think that's just part of Sakurai and Sakurai's attitude towards DLC, which he's written about in Famitsu. He yeah. said like it's wrong to to sort of. Um, he feels it's wrong to nickel and dime the consumer with stuff that you started making when you were in production. Sure, like, do you yeah. put I mean, that stuff out after. They've also yeah. given out a, a couple of things for free, like Mewtwo was free for. Mm-hmm. People who had registered something within certain yeah, parameters to, or whatever it was. Pay the thirty-five dollars for the other version. It's all Sorry. about yeah. it's all <laughs> yeah. about balance. At the, at the same time, you You're know, right. there are there are uh, console games that experiment with different structures, like Killer mm. Instinct, right? Where yep. you they are able to give you the product faster, and and uh, Square with Final Fantasy VII remake, mm. which you know, as a fan of classic Final Fantasy, it sounds a little scary to me that the game is being broken into pieces made yeah. by different teams and may have different gameplay. Um, 
styles depending on what part of the game you're in, right? Like, mm. it sounds a little scary, but at the same time, it sounds like a freaking awesome project, too. Yeah, yeah and I, you yeah. couldn't remake 7 and do it the way it came out. Like, that was three discs, that was 60 hours, that yeah. was just I, I just don't know even what the lead time was on this thing and, and one day we'll find out but yeah and it's a big risk and it's like huge risk. you know make no mistake about it the Konami Kojima break there's more to that story than we know right it's not all it, Kojima is is the the good guy and got completely you know got how you want to put it like Konami is just the 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 bad guy 100% right everything they no. did was wrong I'm sure there were issues with Konami just didn't have the money to fund a project of that length and didn't know in advance it was going to take that long or cost that much right there, it sounds like there was definite beef um, but one day they we'll, handled we'll that, that all, story. The, all yeah. the marketing and PR stuff was botched right there's no question about mm -hmm. how they handled it was wrong no. and yeah. the break definitely you know Konami could have could have done a much better job but mm -hmm. at the same time like that shows the risk of these mega productions, right? Mm -hmm. Like, not everybody can make a GTA. Well, it also shows right? the risk of a company, uh, in Konami's case, hitting it big on mobile and it really changing their strategy. Dragon Collection in Japan brought in so much money. Like, right. it makes sense. It, it's sad, but it made sense on how, to some degree, they said, well, if, I mean, if we can go low risk and make a splash like that, we should try doing more of those, which is, at the end of the day, sad for me because... I'm always going to love Metal Gear, and yeah. Metal Gear is always going to be like that big sort of event of a video game, that thing that you know you wait in line for, you you wait six months for, and you get excited about. Mobile doesn't have that. Yeah, you know mm -hmm. what I mean. Um, and yeah, I don't think it ever will. And and, and I think that. It, obviously, your fans are upset whenever a company changes direction and becomes something different, right? It happened right. with Rare, too, where, you know, Rare was working on Kinect games, and everybody said, well, that's not really what we wanted out of the studio. They're way more creative when, when you give them something, you know, to invent, or mm -hmm. you give them, like, I mean, they did an awesome Mario game with Banjo-Kazooie, right? Yeah. Like, give them something of, of substance like that. Uh, old school Nintendo fans should read. There's a fascinating interview about all that that came out this week. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was cool. Every, yeah. Everyone should go check and it like, out. Yeah. It, 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 I think a lot of fans thought like, oh, Microsoft is making Rare do all this, right? right. Obviously, that was a decision that the company made as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I think it's the same with Konami where it's like your first reaction is to say, oh, man, no, they're doing mobile games, but I love these big Konami productions. Um, there's more to that story, yeah. obviously. Like, mm -hmm. if a company cannot exist that way anymore, they yeah. need to shift gears. And, you know, the ideal outcome is that we still get the big Metal Gear games. We get Zone of the Ender sequels and Castlevania's 2D games. Um, and it would be amazing if they figured out how to make that happen, mm -hmm. right? But at the same time, like, they're the business realities. That's, that's exactly the struggle Nintendo's heading yeah. into in 2016, yep. you know? That's yeah. exactly it. So it's, it's going to be fascinating to see how all that plays out. Yep, sure. Absolutely. All right. So we are out of time, sadly, um, just because I am super jet lagged <laughs> and yeah, we, we've we've got to skedaddle. But, but you're, you're super jet lagged because uh, you put up an awesome interview with Kojima thanks. yesterday, right? Yeah, you know, no, everyone should go see that. Yeah, we uh, we flew out to Japan, uh, super top secret, and I bought some cool stuff too. Uh, but we'll talk about it definitely, definitely more next year. But you should check out the piece. Uh, some really good stuff. Uh, really hard work from a lot of people. Yeah, it was funny because like we, I mean, we've known about this project for a little while, obviously, mm -hmm. and you know the initial. The initial announcement was like, you know, Kojima Productions is, is has an ally that mm -hmm. they're publishing their next game with that is not Konami, obviously. And we're like, well, who could it be? And we're talking about like the possible companies, right? We Sony did. was the no-brainer, but yeah. at the same time, you're like, well, you Too know, easy. it would limit them mm -hmm. to one platform. Then we're like, Nintendo, we're like, nope, no way. <laughs> right? <laughs> we like, did do that, just actually. For the, for the type of game 
that they cr- that Kojima creates, like no. it just isn't isn't the right right but, uh, the the right company. But I would love to hear you know Nintendo trying to do something again like they did with Capcom, yeah. right? Where they where they own a game, and I feel I felt like Resident Evil Four was so awesome, right? Yeah. That was such a great game to get for Nintendo. Um, but maybe something that is a little bit more appropriate to the audience that they already have. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, and we'll, we'll definitely, uh, we're going to spend the first couple weeks uh, when we come back from break talking about 2015, looking back on how they did, where they improved, maybe where they didn't, um, Amiibo, all that. So look forward to that. But, uh, yeah, we, we've got to go. But we do want to wish you guys, uh, first of all, a very happy holiday. Thank you mm-hmm. very much for supporting us uh, through another year of podcasting and another year of uh, us Talking, arguing, smiling, laughing, crying, uh, all that stuff. Uh, we definitely appreciate your support. And uh, sadly, you will not, you may not get an extra Christmas gift this year from us. Uh, we're still trying to figure out the logistics. Um, but uh, just w- we all need vacations, man. Like that's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, we all can use it. Uh, anything you guys want to add for no, the, uh, yeah, I mean, goodbye for the holidays? Maybe, maybe, maybe there's, there's like a second Christmas or something. Maybe there's a second yeah. uh, Festivus. Yeah. Maybe there's like a post-Christmas Christmas. Festivus. Yeah. 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 For the I rest mean, of the, uh, So the coolest thing is about our jobs is that, I mean, this has been a weird, kind of difficult year for Nintendo. But I feel like if you just played the games, you might have dis- been disappointed with some and overwhelmed with uh, joy at some others. But... Because of this show, we were able to find something entertaining to do throughout, whether things were good or bad. And for people who listen to us, I hope you could find the same thing. And and it's been an honor and a pleasure doing the show for another year. Uh, And I can't wait for next year because things are about to get really weird and really crazy. Things are going to get exciting again, right? Like the moment. I I feel like being a Nintendo fan is the most fun when you don't know where it's going, right? Like once you know where it's going, if it's not the direction you like, you're like, oh man, you know, you're bummed but we, out. But when you don't know where it's going, it yeah. gets really interesting. Yeah. Lots of great speculation, lots of great talk. But we think we know where it's going, and no, so we don't. far we're not sure. No, we we don't know <laughs> where this is going. All the confusion. All it'll, right, it'll be it'll be really interesting. But you know, we've, just, we've got mobile, the NX, that weird patent for that handheld yeah. with the uh, oval shaped touchscreen. Who knows where things are going? But, yeah. I, but I think crazy. one thing is clear, and that that. You know, even when Nintendo went, tried to go more casual with the Wii and tried to, you know, with more hardcore with the GameCube, what comes out are fantastic games. Yes, like, yeah. no matter what. I want to make sure everybody remembers that we were playing Mario Kart last year and saying, this looks awesome. This yeah. is a game that doesn't have to hide behind the competition visually, effects-wise, yeah. content-wise. Then we got amazing DLC afterwards that didn't give up on it. We got a new franchise with Splatoon. We mm-hmm. got Mario Maker, which is something they've never done to that mm-hmm. extent before. And and we're getting and, Zelda. And we're getting Zelda. And we got a big RPG like Xenoblade that yeah. you didn't think would ever exist on mm-hmm. the Wii U. No, and that game and was, new was definitely punching above its weight visually yep. in terms of what it was going for. So, I, you know, I, I think it is clear we'll, we'll continue to see awesome games. And I cannot wait to play Zelda, man. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, there you have it. For the last time in 2015, this is the cast of Nintendo Voice Chat signing off. You know where to leave us feedback. You can head on over to iTunes or you can email us at mvc at IGN.com. Lastly, you can find us all on Twitter. Uh, you can find Mr. Pear Schneider at Star Wars. Oh, sorry, what? Pear IGN. <laughs> so you can find Mr. Brian Altano, who's wearing a Wookiee coat <laughs> right so actually, now. No, I, 
I haven't been on Twitter in four days or any social media. Smart man. I'm trying to stay away from yep. fa- it's uh, hard to do. I find myself wanting to press on that button. It is a very good uh, test sort of run of why I should be doing that more often because okay. I realize how often I check those things and it's mm-hmm. nice to win off for finish. Okay. But yeah, Star Wars. Deleting it from Tonight. my phone. Yeah. All right, and last, uh, you, you said your your Twitter Agent name, Bizzle. Right? There yeah. we go. All right, and I'll lastly, talk to you in a few days after Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tweet in. Don't. Uh, you can, I just won't see it. <laughs> and lastly, you can find me on Twitter, Jose underscore Otero. Thank you very much for listening uh, to all us in 2015. And we'll be back with more Nintendo Voice Chat next year. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.